Nature just kind of moves around it in a very complex way. You change one thing and it changes a hundred things. And nature is this complex system, self-adjusting system, which tries to maintain homeostasis. And the same thing in the economy. It's like you could try to change something, but there's a hundred things that you change unknowingly. And so I'm afraid that they're going to create all these regulations and then they're going to make OpenAI leave Europe, for example. And then they're going to get so far behind and then they're going to blame the greedy capitalists for like, oh, and they're going to, we need to create more rules because I don't know. And then it just creates this like downward spiral of like regular, it's like when people put the hormones in meat and then they need to do, then all the animals get sick and it just, it's like if you try to play with these complex systems too much, it's just bad for everybody. Hey Brad. Chris, what's up man? How are you, man? I, I know you're you're not feeling a hundred percent today. How, oh, how's yeah. everything going? I have a flu and I slept really bad, so oh, we'll no. make this one shorter. <laughs> yeah. We'll breeze through this. We'll just jump right into it as well. So today we want to kind of get into a topic of AI regulation and AI risk to a certain extent. I would say the yeah, impetus the for this. Yeah, a big topic. I would say the impetus for this is a recent, another kind of similar to, to this letter that came out, I don't know, maybe a month ago, this statement on AI risk. It's very short. We'll link to it in the description of this video and you can check it out for yourself. But we've got, again, some very notable characters signing, including like Jeffrey Hinton, who we've spoke about before, uh, Sam Altman, CEO of Super of OpenAI. And they've signed this, this statement. It's basically saying mitigating the risk of extinction from AI should be a global priority alongside other societal scale risks such as pandemics and nuclear war. So a rather bold statement. And I'm going to kind of run through a few other just examples here that we've seen in, in recent days and weeks. We've got OpenAI offering a $100,000 grant for ideas around AI governance. We've got a news uh, that OpenAI was sort of caught up in headlines saying they might leave the EU if the regulations were too harsh. And then Sam Altman kind of downplaying that a bit and saying that there's definitely definitely room to kind of work with them and negotiate this. We've got the US putting out a blueprint for an AI Bill of Rights. And we've also got an AI Act being proposed uh, under European law. And this is kind of what Altman's EU entanglement was was in relation to. And we also had Altman in front of Congress testifying, ask, a answering a bunch of questions around, you know, how do we go about regulating AI? What concerns should people have? So there's just this smorgasbord of information and, and conversation. And one take I have on it is that it's a bit vague. Even that statement's kind of just saying we should take this really seriously. And it's tough. So my first kind of question is just what do you make of all of this? Yeah, really good questions, good topic. There's a lot there. So maybe we'll just take some bite-sized chunks. So let's first start with just what are the purpose of regulation, right? And, and why would you even want to regulate something? So I think first order is you have, let's say, people in a tribe, right? And let's just say it's like I make banana or I I pick bananas and I don't know, you, you have apples and then we trade with each other. And that works because if I screw you over, I get kicked out of the tribe or I don't know, there's just a trust there on this small level. What happens is as the size of your tribe goes past Dunbar's number, 
Wait, Dunbar's number is essentially the amount of people you can possibly know. I forgot what, what actual number it is, but I think it's like 70 or something. So once there's more than 70 people in the tribe, this kind of trust mechanism breaks down and you kind of need something else. Like, And, and capitalism works quite well where we just trade in, in an open market. But as, as it scales, even, even beyond that, you capitalism tends to break down on the edges. Where does it break down? So I think for 80% of things, capitalism works great, but it fails in things like protecting nature, right? Like I'm kind of incentivized as a business to dump chemicals in a river, right? It doesn't work very well in kind of like fundamental research, which benefits everybody. It also doesn't benefit in helping, let's say, mentally handicapped people or, or just people who can't help themselves. And so you need to augment capitalism with some kind of, let's say, government, which which we all pay, but, but it should be small, right? But I think the point of regulation is to protect nature. The economic turn is extrinsic benefits or extrinsic harm. So if something benefits everyone, capitalism is not really great for setting that up because you can't capture all the profit for your company. Or if it hurts people, but still benefits you as a company, it doesn't really handle that well. And so the purpose of regulation is to handle the cases that you're underinvesting in things that benefit everyone. So fundamental research and you're underinvesting in or you're overinvesting in things that hurts everyone. So that's a that's a point of regulation. So let's kind of take that bite sized chunk and, and have that in mind. And so with AI regulation, it should protect us against things that are going to kind of hurt everyone but benefit open ai or benefit super ai or, or benefit any any of these companies and it should help create things that benefits everyone but doesn't necessarily benefit open ai or super ai or google or, or whatever and so what i see here is no one's actually talking about that like i, I was reading this eu bill and then I, I was even looking at the blueprint. I was also looking like, let me just share my screen real quick. Yeah. And we'll link all this for you guys. Cause I, I know I mentioned a ton of stuff at the beginning. We'll link everything in the description. Like they're just signing this. It's like, yeah. <laughs> mitigating the risk of extinct. It's like, okay, like why wouldn't I sign that? So, yeah. somehow, so I agree that there needs to be regulation in the sense I just said of things that are going to hurt everyone or help everyone because that's the purpose of regulation. But come on, man, this is just bullshit. It's like, I, I feel similarly like, okay, it's just virtue signaling. A lot of times when you go to regulate something, it's done almost after a lot of the implications are played out, right? And I feel like in this situation, there's this clear potential for a lot to play out, but it hasn't fully played out yet. And so there's this urgency to regulate it. But people, even the foremost experts or whatever signing this, I mean, they're not saying specifically what we should do. They're just saying there's this big threat out there. You guys should be aware of it. And I know a big part of that and, and their names being attached to it is to get media attention and to raise awareness around this issue, the risks of AI and how it could harm or benefit us. And But I think you're totally right. What is the actual risk and what is the actual benefit and what are the harms that we're trying to prevent against? And, you know, I guess the devil's in the details all the time, but... 
Yeah, and the big thing for me is defining that. And so maybe I can take a stab at what I see because we have already a lot of regulations in place around consumer protections, which I think are good. And the question is, is in what respect do these AI systems go beyond that? So if I impersonate you somehow, there's already a law against that, right? Like I can't, I can't pretend I'm Chris and go do a bunch of, in like, access your bank account or if I'm making some food or something, I can't just lie about the ingredients or like, so there's already a lot of consumer protection laws. So when I have an AI system, what kind of marginal benefit is there of additional regulations? And so that's not clear to me. And and maybe I can take a stab at, at what I think that is, but maybe let's just address the other things you brought up as well. Like Sam Altman going in front of the congressional hearing or the, or the AI act. So From their perspective, I think they're actually all extremely smart. If I put myself in that position and decide like, what would I do? I mean, I think Sam is is a really smart guy because like, if you think about it in social media, it's kind of different because there's kind of real consequences, but, but here they're like, let's regulate AI. Like, just like this site, like, why wouldn't I sign the other thing? It means nothing. And so what he goes and he says, yeah, let's regulate AI, let's play ball. And then all the politicians are going to love him because he's also just a very charismatic, very humble, very open guy. He's like, I don't own any stock. I just love this. Like, I'm not saying like he's just creating this persona. Like he's he's probably actually like that, but it's just smart anyways, because he's like, yeah, let's do it. I'm on your side. And then he's going to be able to create the regulations that are going to benefit open AI and regulations anyways, lock always lock in the incumbent right? It's um, regulations benefit big companies, they benefit the incumbent, especially if you're creating the regulations. So from his perspective, from Google's perspective, it's really smart just to kind of play ball because I don't see any negative consequences. Because if if you're going to say like, report which model you, there's no way you can enforce that. It would be like, it would be enforcing like, which processor you like, it's technically infeasible to actually do anything with these regulations as I think people are are talking to them. So in terms of the human aspects or political aspect, super smart. Yeah. And then all the alternative would be saying no regulation would just be a terrible look. Right. Right. And all these politicians are just kind of typically like just virtue signaling. Oh, we're protecting you without actually doing anything. So from kind of human aspect of this, I think people are smart and and being good stewards of their company. But from the actual regulation, it doesn't make sense. So if I were to break it up, there would be kind of why regulate things? Well, like I said, it's it's to protect nature, protect consumers who, who can't protect themselves, making sure that if I say something, it's true, right? And and all these laws already exist. So what do we need to regulate beyond that? I don't know. I guess there's new things about launching fake news or something, but I, I don't know. Maybe there's already stuff about that. So well, and yeah, like to your point, there was another story about a lawyer and he used ChatGPT to create like an argument for one of his clients. I'm blanking on the specific case. Oh, yeah. I think it was like a personal injury case and ChatGPT generated a bunch of bogus citations. This guy went and submitted it without checking. I think he asked ChatGPT, hey, is this, are these real basically? And it was like, yeah, totally. <laughs> Here's all the reasons why it's real. And he just took it for its word. 
Bloomberg and then went and, you know, presented that for his client. And then everyone started looking at it who was involved in the case and was like, these things never happen. And so to your point, it's like, we don't need a new regulation to say you can't right. make up citations in court. We're not allowed to do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's as if we came up with electric cars and they're like, we need new regulations. Like, you got to use turn signals. And it's like, for what? Like, it's like this guy in the electric car, they're so fast. So he was speeding and he like, or he was driving a self-driving car and like he got an accident. Well, it's like, okay, but you're like conflating problems. It's like, okay, if I'm going to speed in my car and wreck somebody, it's not like it needs, it's just like, okay, like there's already laws about speed yeah. limits and keeping your hand on the wheel and, and stuff. And so they're just, maybe there's a different way to stop, but I don't see where regulation comes in. And But I, I do clearly see how regulation is going to hurt. So Europe is very typical in over-regulating everything, right? Like I have a house in Europe and it, it's just, it's insane. Like in Germany, for example, or in Berlin, for example, they just have a huge housing problem because they created all these rules about like rent controls and it just created a mess. And now they rate, they like blocked Airbnbs from being in there. And you can't use your house for commercial. Per- and it just keeps like all these rules. It, it reminds me of like, if you change something in nature, right? Like nature just kind of moves around it in a very complex way because there's, you change one thing and it changes a hundred things. And nature is yeah. this complex system, self-adjusting system, which tries to maintain homeostasis. And the same thing in the economy, it's like you could try to change something, but there's a hundred things that you change unknowingly. And so I'm afraid that they're going to create all these regulations and then they're going to make OpenAI leave Europe, for example. And then they're going to get so far behind and then they're going to blame the greedy capitalists like for like, oh, and they're going to, we need to create more rules because... I don't know. And then it just creates this like downward spiral of like regular. It's like when people put the hormones in meat and then they need to do, then all the animals get sick. And it just, it's like, if you try to play with these complex systems too much, it's just bad for everybody. Yeah. I mean, it makes me think about what you mentioned at the very beginning of this conversation, the Dunbar number, was it? Yeah. Where that's talking about people getting sufficiently complex as you add people. These systems are like, I mean, I'm not saying it's more complicated than vast networks of people, but in some ways it is like, it's inscrutable. It's so many inputs from so many different people. And it's this degree of complexity that there's no real precedent for regulating it. And we're having very early calls to say this needs to be regulated because it could be this huge existential threat to the human species existing. And perhaps there's truth. There's truth to that, perhaps, you know, I don't know if anyone can really say how how likely it is that that of any outcome, but there's certainly some possibility that this could happen. There's definitely a a disconnect there, though, between this letter and all these calls for regulation and then this existential threat. And how, if that's, okay, so let's take that. That's the risk. We just want to prevent getting the human species from being annihilated by AI. What regulation do we, do? you know, let's start there because I'm not sure that's where the regulation is, the perspective the regulation is starting from. It's like, we need to prevent catastrophe. It's just sort of saying vaguely, we need it. And then there's often conversation about bias or data privacy. And these are real issues, but I'm not sure we ever solved the issue of data privacy to begin with. So then foisting that, whole conversation onto artificial intelligence as somehow now we're gonna we're gonna fix the data privacy issue with this new technology that's heavily reliant on data and you know it I, I don't know i don't know exactly where i'm going but that's kind of the loop it puts my mind in where i struggle to find the thread and the narrative to like what should i really be paying attention to, to to here if i were listening to some politician 
and tell me about how they're protecting me with regulations around AI. Uh, how do I know whether or not to take them seriously? And like how much of it, it is, like you said, just virtue signaling and people trying to associate themselves with something uh, in the moment because either they feel it's necessary for them to do so or because they have to because they don't have another, another choice. Right. What comes to my mind is a lot of these crypto companies that were just massively defrauding people and uh, they, they go bankrupt, people lose a lot of money. To me, I think the simple thing is that I, I think the only place for regulation, I, I don't think the government's going to be able to solve uh, the existential risk of AGI. Like they could say like report like what model you train this on. Like I was reading through the, the EU thing. They said any copyrighted data that you train on, you need to report that. And I don't think it's going to solve the existential risk of AGI by reporting what copyrighted material you trained on. I think the only way it's going to come from the community, but the only place I do see where regulation should be had is in consumer protection. So let's just say, like I said, I release some bar like that, that you eat and I say it's like super healthy. Like that bothers me that like they can, they can say it's healthy when it's like clearly really bad for you or yeah. I don't know, but I guess it's better than nothing that they have these nutritional facts on there. And so I, I'm just like, okay, what is the equivalent of like nutritional facts on AI thing? So I think it just, my only worry is, like you said, like this lawyer who thought the AI was reliable, but it wasn't. They should probably just say like, hey, this is not reliable. But, I mean, it says it on the OpenAI thing. It's like, yeah. this thing makes up <laughs> stuff. So yeah. I don't know what else they can do. But I think if there was a place for regulation, it's around consumer protection, around like what you can make up. Like if I can take your face, if I can take your voice, if I can spread false information on a large scale, like I don't know if you buy bitcoin or whatever from exchanges but you you have to do like a kyc thing mm -hmm. like if i'm yeah. buying crypto i have to upload my id and i think the only thing that makes sense is let's say you're going to train an insanely big model then maybe you just have to do a bit of kyc just like if you were going to buy a huge gun or if you were going to buy an airplane or so i think it's like if you're going to do something big then you probably have a lot of money and and probably we just do some kind of kyc and just put it in some database so if someone's long launching like a, a massive terrorist plot or, or something, yeah, then you have to get that regulated. But I, I mean, again, the problem is if I'm launching a rocket, you can see that I'm doing that. Whereas if I train yeah. my machine learning model, like how are you going to know that? Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. So it's like you could have some kind of traceability requirement where it's like, maybe I could link this back to you. But at the same time, the ongoing, whatever you're doing, it's not going to be transparent to anybody except the people who are involved in the project. And it's, yeah. Yeah. Did you have any other specific things on this? I think we've mostly covered it. I mean, to summarize, it's essentially an incredibly complex issue and there's not a clear answer. People are speaking to this to the best of their ability. And there's a lot of smart people that understand it's in all of our best interests for us to develop these regulations. However, there's a lot of unknowns, parts yeah. unknown. Exactly. I think if I were to summarize it as well, it's that I'm happy that everyone is kind of loosely in agreement that we should figure out a way to keep us all safe and not knock out the human species. 
And it's a nice sentiment, but I don't think right now it's more than a sentiment because if, if we look at other technologies that have potential to knock out the human race, there's like nuclear bombs. And that was a good use case for regulating because it's like, okay, Russia has some bombs. Like, and it's like, you can regulate that technically. I think the problem here is just technically, how are you going to possibly regulate it? And the only entry point I can see of doing this is with consumer protection. And so... My advice for policymakers would be to focus on consumer protection. Probably most already covered. Maybe you need to add one or two. And that's the most realistic place I can see it. Other than that, it's just bullshit. It's just virtue signaling. It's just people sitting in a room trying to sound cool. And so outside of consumer protection, I don't even see technically how you could do this. It makes a lot of sense. Thanks, Brad. This was a great discussion, man. We'll be talking more soon. All right. See you, Chris. Bye.